Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews. You'll hear stories from people that will inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Now, from the Unpacking It studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast, where we unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Hope you're doing well today. We have got just a a fantastic interview to share with you as I will be joined by Mark Herzlick. He's a college football and NFL analyst for ESPN, and he's got such an inspiring story as a cancer survivor, and we had him on the show last year, and so we talked more about his story and his faith journey and so today on the show, we, we catch up with him, kind of hear what's been going on this last year, and his story as a dad, it's, it's remarkable. And, and some of the things that have been going on the last few months, and, and, and you will definitely want to, uh, to stick around to, uh, to listen to his, uh, his full story today. And let me give you a little warning. It takes us a little while to get into sports. We get into some personal stuff pretty quickly. Uh, just some really inspiring, encouraging, cool stuff that that we uh, that we discuss, and, and it's just really a great conversation with Mark. And so I appreciate his vulnerability, his honesty, and 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 what he shared. And I'll I'll tease this as well. Part of what he shares uh, is a first on this show. A, a word that I didn't necessarily anticipate would be used on this show is used. Uh, and so you'll have to stick around and figure out what that what that is. But uh, but I know that you'll uh, you'll love hearing what Mark has to say today. Uh, before we jump in, let me ask you this: Do you need to get your own health insurance? Well, go to healthmarketgenius.com. Know your options. Healthmarketgenius.com. Support them as they support us. Uh, so Mark is also the author of What It Takes. And he played his college football at Boston College. He spent seven years in the NFL with the Giants. And he did win a Super Bowl uh, with the Giants as well. Uh, One of those Eli Manning teams that upset the Patriots. So, let's jump in. You're going to love it. Here is Mark Herzlick. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. This is the Unpacking It podcast, and I am excited to be joined once again by Super Bowl winner and ESPN analyst Mark Herzlick. Man, it's great to have you back on the show. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for thanks for having me back on. It's uh, it's one of my favorites, so I'm glad to be here. Yeah, man. Well, so we we talked last April, and and that was early in on the the pandemic and everything. So. How about we'll, we'll we'll start there and then we'll we'll go uh, a bunch of football directions and, and faith directions, but but just as far as kind of this as you reflect back on this this last year, what are some things that have bubbled up for you just as you've processed and experienced all that we've been through? 
Gosh, yeah, you know, you, you think about um, you're kind of the major impactful things, right? You know, obviously there's this whole uh, concept of, well, we need to learn how to be self-sufficient <laughs> and, and, and then you, you get self-sufficient and then you think, oh, well, now it's time to, to have community, but where is the community and what type of community can we have? And, you know, I think it's, it, it became the hardest uh, with our church community, quite honestly, because, you know, we can't see them in person. We, we, you can't do life with them. And I think that that's one of the things that's so great about being a Christian is that you, know, you can do life like with your community. And so uh, that's been something that's been challenging. It's been a challenge. Um, but you know, we've been able to kind of do some of that through uh, PAO, Professional Athletes Outreach. Just, you know, we have a, a good network of other professional athletes who are Christians across the country. We've been able to stay in touch with them. Uh, but I think the biggest thing when you just look at um, everything that's going on and, and what uh, what I've done for myself is that it was a time to really look at my own self and say, what do I need to change? <laughs> you know, what, what do I need to get better at? What, what kind of time do I need to take to, to pour into myself? Um, and it allowed me to do some of that, which was great. Any, any kind of maybe revelations that you'd be willing to, to share or big takeaways that uh, might even be an encouragement to, to somebody listening? Yeah, well, I mean, the the biggest thing was is that um, you know, although I am a Christian, um, I was not spending anywhere near enough amount of time with God and with Jesus and with my you know with praying and reading my Bible and then living out the Christian life. And I felt like I would get uh, you know, just kind of wrapped up in life and and doing different things. So that was one thing I needed to address. Um, and you know, part of addressing addressing that was just creating time. You know, I got, I currently have uh, a three month old daughter and a two and a half year old son. Wow. And so it's a lot of dadding, right? Like dadding is a big part of my life. Yeah. Um, but in order to get some time with, with God as well, I just needed to wake up earlier. Right. And that was, that's become, you know, right now, as we were recording this, we are currently in the Lent season. And that was my big thing for Lent, you know, rather than you know, giving something up that I can just easily come back to later. It was like, all right, I'm going to sacrifice my sleep a little bit. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to wake up earlier, wake up at five, do my Bible study, do my, you know, do my readings, then go and work out. And then I'm done by seven when my kids wake up. So like, you know, it's, that, that's kind of been my process and it's been great. It's, it's crazy how much better I feel during the day when I start with the right way. Amen. So Mark, I, the same thing happened for me. Uh, I was getting frustrated. I have a 18 month old daughter and I'm thinking, man, I'm just not having the, the quality time with the Lord. I was still reading and trying to fit it in, you know, with all the, the craziness of life. And then I said, you know what? I just got to start getting up early I, and I'm not an early guy. I like, no, you know, like, you know, like watching games. I, you know, I like to stay up to the last minute and sleep in till the last minute. And at the beginning of the year made the switch to getting up earlier and, and it truly is a game changer. It sets the whole tone for the day. And, and to, you always know, all right, I, that's the most important thing. And that's, that's taken care of in the morning. It doesn't mean you, you leave God there in the morning. You, you go with him right. empowered and just, uh, yeah, much more fully alive than, than just trying to uh, yeah, fit it in during the day. So I'm, I'm right there with you. And uh, it, it does take some discipline to, to switch the schedule. But uh, but man, it's it's so valuable. So. And, there, and there's something to be said, right? You got, you have a young young kid as well. There's something to be said about being fully awake by the time they wake up. Yes. Right. Like 
aren't you just able to be a better dad when you're already fully awake and have already gotten like a cup of coffee or whatever it is that gets you going in the morning? I'm like, <laughs> I totally, I totally feel it right when I sleep in and we wake up at the same time. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I am a bad dad right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because I, I make way more mistakes with the diapers or I'm doing oh, yeah. stuff when I when I haven't had that that time in the morning because. Yeah, for the long stretch there, I would just wake up whenever Maddie would wake up. And so I'm up. Now I got to get up because she's up. And, and to now switch that to where I'm up before, it, it, it's been a game changer for the last month and a half for me. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm right there right there with you. I think I'm, I probably missed a couple of days and staying up late for the Super Bowl and all that. But uh, but yeah. That's, You're forgiven. You'll be forgiven. That's it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, so speaking of reading – we're, we're looking at you for those that can, can watch on video. You got all these books oh, yeah. behind you. So are these books that you've actually read? I mean, that's, a, that's quite the uh, library you got. Yeah, we got the whole shelf going. Um, a lot of them are ones that uh, I've read. Um, we got, you know, it's funny how the, the bookshelf, uh, you take one out and then it just kind of piles up on top of the other, <laughs> other ones. So, um, but, you know, it, it's, it's, it's funny. Let me see if I can do this with my fingers. So over here, it's like a bunch of um, photo albums from when I was younger. And then like up here, there's like magazines and memories. But like this right here, this whole shelf is all like Christian faith books and stuff. So nice. that's where we dive into. And then we have my, these are my textbooks from college, business law, all that stuff up there. So like if I ever need to get back into learning how to do uh, calculus or trigonometry or sociology, I got it there just in case it hasn't happened yet in the past 12 years, but just in case it's there. Uh, good, good for you, man. I, because I, I was a broadcast major, so we didn't really have a lot of books. And so I would always rent them or borrow them or whatever. And I would put them in the back of my trunk to start the semester and I would rarely take them out. And then they'd be, be there at the end of the semester to return them. So I don't have any of them. So I, I, I give you credit. You still got your textbook. Well, I mean, I mean, even, now, I mean, I'm sure college kids who are listening to this, they, they don't barely even have textbooks anymore, right? You know, everything's digital. They got it all on their computers, which is fantastic. Yeah, and it makes sense because I remember getting some of those textbooks that were 10 years old and the information was like, you got to be kidding me um, from the broadcasting standpoint. Well, so as a as a reader, what is your kind of strategy? Like, Because I, I read a lot of Christian mm-hmm. books as well. I'm actually reading a book by Billy Graham right now, which is awesome. But do, do you read kind of – one at a time? Do you read multiple books at, at, at once? Well, what's, what's your strategy? So it's funny. My wife is really good at reading multiple books at once. Um, and then like relating them all together and having notes and everything like that. Me, I'm just like, I need to read one book at a time. I need to highlight it, go through it. And then like on a second pass is when I can really like study it. <laughs> and then and, you know, there's certain books, you know, like a mere Christianity, right? You just can't just like breeze through it. Because no. you find yourself like, oh my gosh, I just missed so much stuff. So, but you know, the, the real in-depth books like that, you'll, you'll just kind of sit down and study. But I'm definitely one book at a time. I take, you know, kind of take the kind of start in like uh, paths, right? Where I'm, I'm big into like reading books on parenting now, right? Mm-hmm. Parenting and how Christian, you know, fathers should father um, and, you know, how to raise boys, how to raise girls. So like, Right now, that I'm just I'm like on a just a momentum building reading of parenting, and then sometimes it's relationships. You know, when it kind of is with life ebbs and flows. When my when my uh, marriage is feeling great, maybe a little bit less reading on the on the on the marriage side. When it's not feeling, when it feels like it needs some work, maybe a little bit more reading over there. So 
so yeah and then and then you know i gotta admit like summers sometimes i just need like a beach read you know <laughs> get like a james patterson or a john grisham and just hit the beach and be like look i just need to be basically watching a movie in my brain right now there you go no i, lo- I love it that's that's awesome because i I'm a, I'm a reader and uh you know really became a reader probably in college a little bit after college and uh it's just one of my my favorite things to do it's the most relaxing thing for me um and so my wife gives me a hard time because i like your library she, does, she doesn't like that i keep all my books but i like to keep them because i never i want oh, yeah. to refer back to them and and i'm not a big digital reader either i me like either. to hold, hold the hard copy yeah it, it's definitely preference but you just there's something different about like highlighting on actual paper rather than scanning your finger across i mean I don't know. It's hard for me to read a book and not have a highlighter or a pen in my hand either. Like, you know, you need to have something to mark it up. And, and I feel like, you know, when you do that, you can't get rid of it either. Now it has become a notebook. It it becomes all, you know, where you, your reference point, all your points of knowledge. (laughs) So you can't, you can't throw them away, but we, we obviously have way too many books for that bookshelf. So that's just, (laughs) we, we will need to stack on top. No, I love it. That that's awesome. I've got I've got old magazines as well. So I got yeah, I got I got a lot of the stuff. That's that's for right, sure. and, and, and it's so funny too. Like those are the things my wife tells me to get rid of. She's like, really? Like you need your glory days magazine. Like you need the <laughs> the 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 game program for the bowl yeah. game you played in in two thousand eight. I was like, yeah, of course I do. Got to show my kids one day. And so yet my kids aren't. They don't care yet. I don't know if they ever will. But, <laughs> they but might I. Know it. I think they might care one day. That, that's right. Cause I, yeah, cause I did play by play in college. So I've got all my app state programs and yeah. Do I yeah. ever look at them? No, but I can't, I can't part with them. It's too tough. I know. So. I know. There, there's that, you know, there's that organization lady on HGTV. That's like, if you touch it, if you pick it up and you feel some type of emotion, then that's, that can stay. If you don't, then it doesn't. The problem is, is I feel some type of emotion with everything I touch. And so I like, I just am so bad at getting rid of things, but uh, that's why I don't do life alone and I have a wife and she helps me. She helps me get over that <laughs> so I can actually get rid of stuff. No, that's exactly it. She's given me a corner of the house and so I, I got to keep my stuff there. I can't, I just can't let it get into everything else. That's, yeah, that's good. Speaking of parenting, you mentioned, you, I like that word daddy and that's, that's, the, that's the, the season that we're in for sure. So you've got a, a young one, brand, brand new, three month old, Give us an update on, on, is it a her? It's a her. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's a little girl. Her name is Jet. Um, and uh, she, was, she was adopted. We adopted her. So she's three months old. So we adopted her uh, right when she was born. And um, she has been just an absolute blessing. I mean, just like, regardless, you know, the blessing of life is the blessing of life and is unbelievable and a miraculous one. But, you know, she has just been such a good fit into our family. It's been amazing. Our son, Boston, who's two and a half, is absolutely head over heels obsessed with her he's obsessed with her and he you know he'll she'll wake up in the morning and he calls so we we said we would say that she's uh what do we say she's um like cutesy wootsy oh cutesy wootsy so he says like he he says it backwards he says wootsy cutesy so it's uh he goes oh my little wootsy cutesy and he gives her a big kiss and it's just adorable it's it's amazing but you know there it's a whole different situation right because I grew up uh, with a brother and, you know, no girls in the family. I mean, obviously my mom is a girl, um, but I felt like I had a pretty good grasp on how to raise boys. Like, and you know, did a bunch of reading and now like 
Now it's a bunch of reading up on like how to raise girls, how to raise girls the right way. And it's just, you know, and, and you know, my wife, um, she grew up in a house where her father was not really a good guy and he was abusive. And so like, we don't have an example like for of a guy raising girls that way either. Right. So I feel like there's a lot of pressure on me to raise a girl um, who's happy and healthy and loving and smart and beautiful and everything like that. But it's also like such an awesome opportunity at the same time. Right. And I think that a lot of times, I mean, it's with anything like, wouldn't you feel like a really big pressure to do something? It also usually is probably one of the biggest and best opportunities that you have. And so that's kind of how I've been, looking at it and taking it day by day and just being like, look, what can I do to pour into this little girl? So she knows that she is loved. You know, she's loved by me, um, but I'm a fallible father and she, but she's loved by the real fathers as well. Amen. Amen. Gosh, that's awesome. Because yeah, I love being a girl dad and uh, I grew up with brothers myself. So it's all new for me and it's cool how she softened me in so many ways. And uh, mm-hmm. allowed me to be, yeah, even just more silly and relaxed. And so I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. So you're, you're getting into that first few, yes. few months, few, first few months are a little tougher, but then, then you get to to really shine as the, the dad. Yeah. I forget what month that it kind of clicked. I was like, Oh man, this is great. You probably experienced that a little bit with your son as well, but. Oh yeah. Um, it, it's but, like, you know, it's like six months you feel like, okay, maybe they're responding, but then yeah. by like nine months, you're like, all right. Like this, now what I'm doing counts. Like it all counts, but now what I'm doing feels like it counts. That's right. You get some response and some feedback. Yeah. And so that, that, that helps. A- any quick nugget that maybe you have been reading that, that would be beneficial to, to dads today or something that has jumped out to you, a, a tool or something like that? Yeah. Well, one of the things that, um, you know, and, and this is more based on, you know, my son and, you know, raising boys, but um, you've been reading, a lot of John Eldridge books lately um, and read, just read, read wild at heart. And now I'm reading fathered by God. And just this idea that like these young boys, like they're wild men and you just want to tell them no all the time. But a lot of times you got to let them fall. Like you got to let them get bumped and bruised and you got to let them explore. Right. And so I think that that's, that's been one of the toughest challenges during this COVID time. Also during the winter, you know, up in the Northeast is that you got to create things where um, these boys and girls can just explore, right? You know, th- there's like this innate sense of exploration that, um, you know, I see from my son and I have to foster it because it just, it, it doesn't present itself as easily as it has in other years, right? So I think that, that's one of the things that I uh, I read and I was like, you know what, that's a tangible thing that I can really do uh, and really kind of pour into. Um, and then I think the other thing too is is how much, uh, telling your son and telling your daughter that you love them and that you're proud of them consistently, right? Because sometimes we feel like our actions will speak louder than our words, but with kids, that's not the case. Like with, with our kids, we got to use words as well, right? And so um, then when they start understanding them, even before they understand it, you know, we were told when we went through the adoption process, you know, if, if this is a, a a situation where you want to tell your daughter about her birth parents and that she is adopted, you kind of weave it into her growth just as you would weave the concept of love into the growth of your biological child. So, you know, where we tell our, our son, even before we, he could even barely open his eyes, I love you. I love you. I love you. It's the same thing, you know, kind of weaving in this, I love you. I'm proud of you. Like, we chose you. You're you're our daughter. We love you know. We just 
we love you and you're you're ours. And so that's been another process too, just reminding myself daily that our, my kids see me as this superhero and I need to pour into them like I am, like like I'm someone that they're looking up to, not just, you know, the guy who lives in their house that's bigger than them <laughs> type of thing. Man, no, so many good nuggets in there and and even thinking about the exploration and just this idea that like we have to give our kids boundaries and God has given us boundaries as well, but he's also given us so much freedom and and so much uh, opportunity and that we're not, we're not so trapped. And sometimes maybe we feel trapped, but we're really not. And, uh, but he's given us boundaries because he loves us. And so for mm-hmm. us as, as parents, yeah, we give our kids boundaries because, you know, without boundaries, then it's dangerous. Um, but to give, but they're not necessarily, you know, hold them back so much. And we're tempted to do that too. No, don't touch that. Don't, 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 don't. We don't ever want to have them uh, experience pain, but pain is part of the deal too. And that's, that's part of the growth. So, um, that's a good, uh, that, that kind of triggered that thought for me. So, mm, absolutely. I, I appreciate that. And then as far as the, uh, the adoption goes, anytime we have a guy on who has been through the process of adoption, I, I love kind of spotlighting it and, and, and speaking to it because I, I, I think it's a, just such a wonderful thing and God really just shines through a, a adoption. And so, um, I, I guess just maybe share, uh, just an encouraging word of of your experience or even the challenges of of the experience but 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 kind of yeah what what people need to yeah. know about about it yeah and and I think yeah there's a bunch of different reasons right why people will go adoption route whether it's a it's it's um you know medical thing in ours our situation started out that way so I was I'm a cancer survivor and in college my senior college uh, I went through radiation, chemotherapy treatment uh, for Ewing sarcoma and was able to, to beat it. Um, but one of the issues that arose from the medication and from um, the treatment process was that my sperm count was decreased a lot, right? Like I still have, I remember they you know, did a test um, and for the guys that who have ever had to do one of those uh, tests, it's not the most pleasant experience. However, um, you know, you give them your sample and then they called back and they're like, look, good news. We found a uh, sperm in the sample. And I said, okay, great. They said, yeah, we found two in the sample. And I said, two, 2,200. And they said, no, two. I said, aren't there usually supposed to be like millions? They said, yes, but we can, you know, take the two and, and we, you know, save them and, and whatever. So anyways, for our son, who was our biological son, uh, we went through the IVF process and it was, it, it was a trying process, but it was also a miraculous process. And then with, uh, with our daughter, um, we didn't want to go back through the IVF process right away. It was during the pandemic. It was a lot of medical issues that were going on around there as well. And so we started praying and, and we had this, uh, we felt like God put on our hearts that we wanted to have more kids. Uh, and we started praying like basically just how, like God show us how and why. And he put, uh, it on my wife and my heart that, you know, adoption was a part of it. Um, and, you know, he did that through, you know, answering our prayers, but also through just guiding us through readings, reading through the Bible. And just, it seemed like every time we would open it up, there was some, some verse about how, look, we are the adopted kids into, you know, the father's kingdom, right? Like we are adopted into his family because he loves us. And there's this really just, um, you know, biblical acceptance and also biblical encouragement around adoption. And we said, okay, let's, let's start the process. And it was, gosh, man, you know, it's so hard 
to adopt. I mean, you have to do so many things in order to just be approved, which rightfully so, you know, you want to be, bad. Yeah. yeah, you want to prove that, you know, you are a family that is capable of adopting because you're being entrusted with a child. And so, so anyways, we, we've got matched with a, with a, a, a birth mother um, and just really pleasant experience. Uh, and, um, you know, we went down to Texas uh, to pick up uh, our baby girl when when the the mom went into labor and we were there in the hospital through through the entire thing and so it was it was beautiful um and you know i think one of the most beautiful parts about it is that we have a, a really good relationship with the birth mom and the birth father um and that's obviously just you know a blessing from god because that's not always how it goes and you know it, we, we get i mean it's unbelievable and, and they're young and they're they're just beautiful, beautiful people. And we're you know, doing Bible studies with them. It just, it's just oh, incredible man. the way it's all worked out. So, wow. you know, they are, they're on their path, you know, to finding God. They're, they're both kind of young Christians and um, we're just excited and we can't, we can't take that honor, you know, any more strongly than we do, right. Of raising, um, you know, the ba- their baby uh, and being their parents. So we, we're just, we're so blessed to be able to have had that experience and to continue that experience and to know that, look, you know, this is, this is a little girl who, um, gosh, I mean, we're, we're her parents, right. But she's a daughter of God and, and you know, she's our daughter. So it's just, it's, it's such a wonderful reminder every day when she wakes up and smiles and stretches and looks into her eyes and, you know, when she cries, whatever it is, is that like, man, we wanted you so bad. We chose you. We prayed for you. God put you in our home. Mm. Amen. Gosh, what an incredible story. And I appreciate you sharing that. And uh, man, I, 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 yeah, I love hearing about it all because mm-hmm. I've got the adoption throughout my family and, and it's just a, a wonderful uh, gift and blessing. And uh, yeah, more, more and more people, I, I think, need to, to pray through it and, and be open to how God wants to use them in, in different different ways throughout that, mm-hmm. that process. And, and I think even you mentioning ministering to the parents that, that, that you know, gave their, yeah. their child as a gift. You can't forget about them either. They're, they're part yeah. of the whole, the whole process. So uh, that's, that's awesome, man. Well, gosh, we've, uh, we've got, gone this far into the show. We haven't really talked sports, and, and that's okay. I, I'm, I know I'm encouraged, and I, I know our, our listeners are as well. And um, that's, uh, that, that's all important stuff. So I, I appreciate you sharing uh, about all those different mm-hmm. topics. And, and so while, while we do have you, we'll, we'll, well, I guess we'll, we'll wrap up with some, uh, little sports talk, but you're, you're wearing your, uh, your, your giant shirt today. So, uh, it will we'll start, we'll start in the NFL. Uh, what, what maybe quarterback scenario are you most intrigued by? Are you following the, the, the closest? Oh man, that's a really good question because how about this off season? Like, this is the most quarterback heavy transactional offseason that I remember seeing in forever. I mean, it's so it's awesome, right? But it's also so strenuous for I'm sure these organizations and for these players, you know, probably less so for the players because they know they're going to get paid and have a good opportunity somewhere. But these organizations trying to figure out what to do, like who to take. Um, and I, I really so there's a couple I'd say out of the draft. I, I, I just, you know, I think everybody is. I'm really excited to see what Trevor Lawrence can do in the NFL. He's proven himself in on the college fields by far, uh, but just really interested to see what he does. Uh, and all, all systems go, he goes to Jacksonville and 
um, he is the base of that franchise. And it's just going to be really interesting to see how that goes. And I think it's going to go well for him. Um, I think in terms of transactional, I mean, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what, you know, what happens, you know, when Carson Wentz going to Chicago, it just, is he a good fit there? Like, or um, Indy. Indy, sorry, Indy. He goes to Indy. Like, is he a good fit there? Like, how's it, how's it go? Is he able to redeem himself, you know, after yeah. this past season? That's going to be really interesting. And, and you know, it's funny because you hope for all these guys. It's not like you're looking, you're saying, oh, man, is, are they going to blow it? But you just hope they do well. And then, obviously, the biggest one is Deshaun Watson. I mean, I don't think anyone saw the turmoil that Houston was going to experience before the season. And now it's like, it seems like just, it, it's toxic. Like no one wants to go there. No one wants to be there. However, it's a huge task for the, the front office in Houston because they're, they're new. They got to get rid of that stigma and they got to figure out, okay, well, what are we going to do with football? Are we going to trade Deshaun? I mean, it's just, it's such a crazy thing that we are not used to seeing in the NFL. Um, that is, it's exciting. It is. I'm a Panthers fan, so rooting hard for Deshaun to, to come here. And, and kind of the, the big debate is, you know, how much do you give up? How much is it is it worth going to 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 trade for a quarterback? And so you're a defensive guy. Uh, we just saw the Bucks and their incredible defense, you know, help mm-hmm. help them win that that Super Bowl. So so where do you come out on kind of uh, how how many picks can you give up, and 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 how worth it is selling the farm, so to speak, to go get a quarterback? It's worth it. Uh, you know, this That's is from That's this is from this is from a linebacker who's just you know. My job was to look in the eyes of the quarterback basically and defend him. And you could tell, like when you could tell when you looked across the line of scrimmage and you saw Tom Brady, and you just saw the confidence. You saw him scanning the defense and being like, "Okay, I'm going to adjust the play so that this works for us. I understand what they're doing. He's watched just as much film as us." And there was always times where he would check and then I would check and then he would check and then I would check, you know, right. Like, and there was this mental chess match. And then there was other times when you look across the line of scrimmage and you see like nothing behind the eyes. You're like, this guy might be a good talent, but I, I don't see in his eyes any sort of like confidence or doesn't present any sort of fear for me. So right. it just, it just goes to show like what a really, really good quarterback means. I mean, and this is a guy who's going to hold the ball, touch the ball every single play. And we all know that the ball is the most important thing in the game of football. Um, And so when you have a guy who is very, very good, um, who is willing to take coaching, who is able to coach on his own, um, that that's a guy that you trade everything for and you get him because although it's great to build an offensive line around a left tackle, you don't build a team around a left tackle you build a team around a quarterback and so you need to have a quarterback um you got to get them your 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 team always has a chance when you have a phenomenal quarterback and when you don't have a good quarterback your team never has a chance amen i'm right there with you had, had a big uh, debate on our podcast yesterday about it but I'm, I'm i'm saying hey if you're panthers go do it whatever it takes whatever it takes to get them so uh, it, it'll be fascinating. I, I can't wait to see the, these next few weeks. It's kind of the, the lull period right now in the off season, even though we did have the Carson Wentz news last week, but I, I think it'll start, start picking up here uh, in the next month or so, so leading up to the draft. So a lot of excitement as, as sports fans, but, uh, but Mark, man, thanks for, for sharing your heart and, 
the uh, the good, the bad, and, and stuff going on in, in life. And, uh, man, it's great catching up and, and always love having you on Unpacking It. So thanks so much. Thank you so much for having me on again. It's, uh, it's always a pleasure to come on and just and just share life with you guys. Appreciate it. That's it. Absolutely, man. Well, enjoy the books you got uh, in your uh, library as well. And uh, we'll, we'll hopefully catch up with Mark again soon right here on Unpacking It. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. And we're back in the Unpacking It studio to unpack that conversation with Mark. And wow, what what a just a, a great real guy, guys guy. Uh, I, I loved the the interaction with him. He was such a good guest last year. Then to have him back on this year, he'll he'll definitely be a, a regular guest as long as he's he's willing. And and so a, a ton of takeaways from that conversation. And you know, part of what I shared as well. And I'll just kind of reiterate the the importance of get, getting up early and meeting with the Lord before the day begins has has been so valuable throughout my life and the the seasons of life where for one reason or another I, I wasn't able to maybe get up early enough or I would delay my time with the Lord to, to later in the day I found for me that it affected my the tone my attitude my perspective on the day it's just so important to start and you know with your mind in the right right spot in in scripture in you know books about God and, and books that 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 grow you uh, closer in, in understanding and um, all those things are, are just so important to really start the day. And so I, I, I'm a full believer in that. So I, I love that, that Mark was talking about that. And, and especially as a, as a young dad, throw schedules out the window, especially early on. You're trying to figure things out. You never know ultimately when babies wake up and, and that sort of thing. But as soon as we're able to get into that, that rhythm uh, and, and then to, to prioritize that that time it it really is a game changer. So uh, good stuff when when Mark was talking about that, and then uh, his adoption story. I mean, uh, just incredible and, and remarkable, and the the fact that he's pouring into the the couple that that had a child and that he's now raising for them to still be in in their life. Mark and his wife uh, is it's special. It, it really is, and for that child, hopefully they grow up to you know, just experience so much love across the board, birth parents, and then the parents that, that, that raise her, uh, with, with Mark and his wife. And, and so that's a, that's a, just a story to, to, to continue to follow. And, and, and hopefully that, that motivated us in, in some way or another in the adoption world. Um, we can all play a role in, in that. One of my buddies is, is going through that process and proud to, to, that we were able to support him in that. Um, and so sometimes it can be financial and sometimes it's, you know, in, in our own homes, feeling that conviction to, to, to approach uh, adoption, um, or fostering. And, and so I'm, I'm a big, uh, supporter in, in all of that. So, um, so definitely wanted to, to, to shine some light on that today here on the show. So hopefully that was, uh, opening in, in many ways as well, uh, as we talked to Mark. So, that's what I've got for today, and, and really appreciate you listening to the Unpacking It podcast. We uh, come to you live on Mondays, 1030 to 1130 Eastern, if you ever want to catch the show live, and then interviews will normally be 
uh, recorded here on the podcast. And so those will come uh, once or twice a week uh, and delivered anywhere podcasts are found. And so appreciate you subscribing, rating, reviewing, sharing, uh, giving feedback. You can shoot me an email, Bryce at unpackingit.com and always love hearing from you. And, and so as we wrap things up, I always like to remind you that I'm Bryce and I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected and through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well. And I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.